What's up, Wizards fans? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Bench podcast presented by the Alibaba Group. I'm your host, Jackson Filio, joined today by Zach Rosen of WashingtonWizards.com. We've got an interview a little bit later with Davis Bertans previewing his participation in the three-point shootout this weekend at All-Star. Uh, but first, let's start with this last weekend's games, a, a buzzer-beating win over the Mavericks on Saturday night and then a tough loss uh, Sunday to the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, but let's start with Dallas. Um, one point, eked it out, crazy back-and-forth final minute. Um, a nice, really well-drawn-up play by Scott Brooks to get Brad a – not an open layup, but he, he had some momentum and had some space to gather and do what he wanted to do. Um, what do you see – I guess let's start with that final minute and, and the back-and-forth for, for the Wizards. Uh well, you said it was Saturday night. It was Friday night, but it did feel like it was Saturday night because there was a post-game concert. The game went late. It was a really long night. Uh, the last minute was interesting because the Wizards kind of lost the momentum, and um, they couldn't really get any layups to go or anything. And then, uh, you know, they get fouled. Bertans draws the foul, if I'm correct, ties the game up. They get a necessary stop. Um, but then... <laughs> going down the court and the fast break you get after the Wizards miss the layup then Bonga who unfortunately this has happened to him twice now late in games he he gets a blocking foul Tim Hardaway's kind of going full speed at him if he turns a little more direct towards Hardaway and not a little to the side it's probably a charge he didn't have time to react talk to him after the game about it um, and so there's 1.8 left luckily the Wizards have a timeout so it's not the end of the world get the Chick-fil-A fans going crazy on the second free throw. It does go in, but him missing the first, I think, gave the Wizards a little bit more of a hope of, like, okay, like, we can win if we score. Not just a tie. We don't have to keep playing. Like, let's finish the job here. The pass by Troy Brown on the out-of-bounds play was great. Scott Brooks loves the whole running from the backcourt for Bradley Beal. I think that's a Ryan Richmond staple from last (laughs) season because if you remember in London, they ran a similar play. And Richmond's always been the out-of-bounds guy, so I'm sure – some of it may have been from him, of course, the, the go-go uh, head coach now. Um, but I mean, Brad, Brad, Brad's going like three-quarter court, yeah. full speed, all his moments. I was almost surprised then. he didn't overblow the layup. Yeah. Um, and he said it was the easiest shot of the night. But if you look at it again, it's like it's not an easy shot at no, all. It was contested. But credit uh, to him, a really creative way yeah. he used that screen. Uh, was it Mo set the screen? Mo set a great screen yeah. that actually cut off two guys, it looked like. Yeah. So then he just has to finish the layup over, I think it was DeLon Wright. Yeah, and a really, really fun scene, and then yeah. you know, we have you know, the images of Brad celebrating with his son Deuce during the the, the TV interview and uh, in the locker room and stuff oh, like yeah. that. It was uh, Deuce didn't really celebrate in the locker room. He was pretty <laughs> upset. He thought all of Brad's teammates were trying to kill him with all their water. He started crying. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the video, but it was it was a cool scene. I think you think about everything Brad's done this season, and for them to kind of repay him with that moment. Um, I think it was awesome that Coach Brooks also shouted out Troy Brown like in the huddle in the locker room. And Incredible then, pass. Yeah. I feel like for our job, it's like you always dream about running into the middle of the court for a game winner. Um, and so that was a cool moment that we could get that footage, even though the clock, there's still time on the clock. But I actually, I asked our, our ref consultant, uh, Don, and I said, Would that, should that have been a technical that everyone's running on the court? He's like, no, no, the buzzer went off like – it's proper reaction time. There's no technical there, so yeah. I felt a little better about it. Yeah, I think one other point to hit on that game is Shabazz Napier makes his Wizards debut mm-hmm. in his first game since coming over uh, 
technically from the Nuggets, but spent most of his season with the Timberwolves. He's had a good year and got off to a good start with the Wizards. 14 points in 18 minutes. Uh, tied a season high with four made three-pointers. Um, Tommy mentioned at – GM Tommy Shepard mentioned at the trade deadline that he, he really liked the way Napier could play with pace. Brooks touched on that a little bit pregame before his debut as well, and then you saw it. Um, you know, he can, he can really push it. He's a good athlete. Um, and and it was on full display. Only 18 minutes, but made the most of them. Yeah, you know, he was he was great Friday. It was a seamless transition. I, it was almost like he wasn't thinking out there, which I think is important when you come to a new team. Uh, uh, Sunday wasn't as strong of a performance from him. We'll get into that against the Grizzlies. I don't think anyone played particularly great against the Grizzlies, and the, I think players on the Grizzlies outside of Ja Morant would say the same thing. It was not a, a well-played basketball game, but... Uh, for Shabazz to come in and do that was impressive. Um, and we saw Jerome Robinson's debut uh, Sunday, and we'll talk, uh, we're going to talk to him on Thursday's episode. So um, exciting for those two guys. I mean, I think they they fit what the, the Wizards are trying to do here. Yeah, like you mentioned, we'll go a little deeper on Robinson later this week. But uh, Sunday was weird. Sunday, it was a fast-paced game. Both, both teams got 100 shots up, but uh, not many of them fell. Uh, Wizards led for a lot of the game and then shot 16% in the fourth quarter. And uh, I believe it was four of 25 over, you know, that, that final 12 minutes and the Grizzlies went on a run and, and closed it out. I think bright spots for the wizards that night, uh, Mo and Rui continue to look really good since coming back from their long-term injuries. Rebounding was good. And then Davis Bertans continues to stay hot heading into the all-star break. Yeah. And Brad was succeeding until about the, the second half. I mean, he had a lot of points at halftime and, the Grizzlies' length, and I've heard this all season, when the Wizards play teams that have length, they have Jaron Jackson Jr. and Valanciunas or Brandon Clark on the floor at all times, usually two of them. That really disrupt, disrupts the Wizards because they like to play small. That's their advantage. They can run. They got smaller guards. Um, their bigs aren't as you know tall and tough. They don't really have shot blockers. That's why the Magic kind of took care of the Wizards this year 4-0 is because they have a ton of length. And you saw that disrupted them uh, Sunday night. But it was a, for the Wizards to be in the lead that whole time. I know they they really blew it at the end, um, but I thought they still played like 40 minutes of really good basketball against a team that's won what 14 out of 18 now. I mean, Grizzlies are really good. They're young. They're so well coached. Um, it was a good performance until the end. I don't, you know, you can hang your hat at least on that the Wizards played with great energy until for whatever reason those last eight minutes. It seemed like the second unit. Had, I mean, none of them had really ever played together, so they struggled at times. Um, but that, I just go back to that length. I mean, Clark, Valanciunas, who always, always hurts the Wizards. Um, and then with JJJ, he's just a talented player and a lot of missed layups by the Wizards by from that length. Yeah, Grizzlies are good. They're going to get really good really fast in yeah. the coming years. They'll be a force to be reckoned with. But Wizards have two games left before heading out for the break. They're going to go Bulls at home. Tuesday night, and then in the the second leg of a back-to-back, they'll be at MSG playing the Knicks on Wednesday. I think a couple things they need to focus on just in those two games in general. you got to shake off that finish against Memphis. That won't be hard. It's hard to be much colder than they were in that fourth quarter. Um, And then really focus on getting the new guys more familiar with everything they need to do because you ask Tommy Shepard, you ask Scott Brooks, and you ask guys around the locker room, they're going to play a role down the stretch here. Yeah, I think we've seen these both these teams a few times already this year. You know, the Bulls are super banged up, uh, zero in on Levine. And the Knicks, I mean, 
no Mar- Marcus Morris now. I mean, they don't have a ton of like scoring on their team without him. Julius Randle's a hell of a player. He's given the Wizards fits, but these are both winnable games going into the break. I think you got to get one of the two. It'd be great to get both of them. And then you kind of put yourself in a, a really interesting position heading into the break with, you know, late 20s amount of games left, about 30 games left. Uh, so interested to see how they respond. They've been playing a lot of good teams lately. I mean, the Warriors lost without – take that aside, but beating the Mavericks, beating the Nets, uh, going down to the wire with the Grizzlies. I mean, they've played some some playoff teams, at least you could say. So uh, back-to-backs are tough, but I think to win at least one of these and hopefully both will be a good way to go into the break. Yeah, we've played a lot of good teams. Bulls and Knicks are not that at the moment. I think that you've got to really just avoid falling into that trap on – Wednesday in New York. I think asking for 2-0 and a back-to-back in this situation is tough. Doesn't mean it can't be done, but show up Wednesday. Show show you mean business. I know a lot of teams, it's hard not to look forward to All-Star break, especially when you're asked to, to play a home road back-to-back heading into the break. I think regardless of how good the Knicks are, Wednesday is going to be tough. Just circumstantially, that that's not an easy ask. If I recall, too, the Wizards have been really good in this Wednesday, Tuesday kind of game before the break. Few years ago, Beal and Hardaway dueled. The Wizards came back from down like 25 to win. In Indiana, my first year, they beat an impressive Pacers team on the road in Indiana, which the Wizards never play well there. So there is some history. They know, I mean, this is a really new team, but Brad and Coach Brooks have been there. They've won these games in the past. You know, they're not, I mean, Brad's, he's not going to All Star. Like, this is his All Star. Like, he wants to show why he should have been there. She has been 34 points a game in the last 10. So, um, but I, I can't imagine they're going to just let these slide. They know they need to win these games. Yeah. And you listen to Scott Brooks talk over the last week. He has really stressed the importance of finishing strong and not losing sight of these games just because the break is around the corner. It's almost in the same way coaches talk about finishing the half of a game strong. Right. You got to finish the half of this season strong, not let up, and, and you know, take care of business here on this back to back. Um, but up next, Wizards fans, we've got an interview with Davis Bertans as he prepares to head out to All-Star Weekend and uh, participate in the Mountain Dew three-point shootout. All right, Wizards fans, we are just a couple days away now from All-Star Weekend, and we are joined now by a very special guest, Davis Bertans, getting ready now for the three-point shootout this weekend. Davis, how you feeling? Feeling good. I'm thinking just about these games that we got coming up until the All-Star break, you know, not really about the the all-star weekend itself yet i haven't even considered strategy in the slightest bit or is it just well, go out black out and make well, as many as you can technically the strategy is just make make all of them <laughs> that's the <laughs> strategy but you know as close as you get to that the the better it is how uh how do you like those rule changes to get the two from 27 feet which is kind of where you just like to shoot it anyway um i like them i think there's uh there's just a, a couple guys that beside me that take a lot of those uh with Lillard and uh, Trey Young and uh you know that that just puts it put, puts us in that position that we can get extra six points maybe easy I don't know how easy but but you know those, those two shots can change actually a lot I think I mean when you look at the field I think you're definitely one of those guys that specializes in those deeper shots is that something you know you need to capitalize come Saturday night uh, definitely it would be good to just make both of them and, uh, and get those six points because that's basically a full rack mm-hmm. I, I think when guys come out of it they talk so much about the importance of getting in a rhythm and not just not just make 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 but you gotta you know you gotta be in rhythm you gotta have your timing down you gotta know you know what it goes into grabbing a ball off the rack and stuff like that have you thought about that much uh, not yet but uh, 
you know, to me is just first of all is as always even in a game, you know, you miss one in my mind is like you can't miss two, like you gotta make the next one after a miss, so that already puts you up to what, fifteen, sixteen. Okay, now it's even more with the with all the with the money balls in one rack. So basically puts you up to like almost twenty if you make every other shot and you just mix in a couple of two in a row, three in a row and, and you're up to thirty. I know you said like last year was definitely a snub for you to get in the three point contest. I mean you're like leading the league in three point percentage. This year you said you expected to make it and it, you would have reacted only if you didn't. Was your feeling excitement though when you got you heard you got word or were you just like, Okay, this is how it should be? Uh one is this is how it should be, but the other one of course I'm excited. It's uh <laughs> it's an all star weekend and just remember as a kid just watching those those games and and, and how fun it is and just being a part of it is it, it just is an accomplishment and uh not many players in history get a chance like that and uh you know we had Porzingis in the skills challenge that he won uh right. you know my goal is to go out there and win the three-point contest and who knows maybe in in five six years we're gonna have somebody super athletic from Latvia and, and win the dunk <laughs> contest so you not know, AP. Just, uh, uh, the AP, I don't know what, what he could do, <laughs> but I think he, he needs to work on it a little bit. So you do have memories of All-Star Weekend as a kid and watching it and appreciating what this means? Uh, definitely, yeah, you know, especially the three-point contests and uh, and, and, and dunk contests. Uh, there's there's some probably more dunk contests there in, in, in the memory as Vince Carter winning and uh, and the recent ones with the, when Zach Levine was an Aaron Gordon. I think this year is going to be a great dunk contest again. Gordon's back in it this year. Yeah, well, and Dwight Howard, they're yeah. kind of doing the, the throwback a little bit. Also, maybe people just don't want to do it, so that could be part of it. But it should be exciting. I think uh, the whole Saturday night is kind of the highlight now of All-Star Weekend. The game, it'll be cool this year with what they're doing to honor Kobe, although the rules are a little confusing. But I think everyone looks forward to Saturday night. Uh, have you talked to Brad at all now that he did it twice in his career, the three-point contest? I know every time he does it, he's like, man, I forget how hard this was. <laughs> no, I haven't actually talked about it. That you know, As I said, I'm focusing on, on, on the games we have ahead of us, and uh, I don't think that uh, the three-point contest is the most important thing this season, and uh, we're still trying to stick in the in in this season and, and try to get that at least the eighth seed and, uh, and get in the playoffs and uh, uh i think we've been starting playing better and uh you know that's that's what the focus been on and uh you know in some way I've, i'd rather just go there have fun and uh, maybe win that way instead of actually really worrying about what what i'm going to do there outside of the actual three-point contest what are you looking forward to most about being there for the weekend uh my wife and my my daughter's coming with me, so so just just being together, you know, with the, with the schedule that we got lately, uh, I feel like I've been really absent at home <laughs> for for most part, and uh, I'm just I'm just happy to to spend time with my family and uh, and have them experience that as well. You uh, you know, you're touching upon the the play of late. This will probably come out Monday after the Grizzlies game, but just reacting to what was Friday night's game against Dallas. Just an awesome game to begin with. You had a lot of big shots down the stretch, and then the way the game ended, celebration afterwards, was it just kind of one of those really satisfying wins? I think so, yeah, because especially that we, we went down a little bit in the fourth quarter and then coming back and getting the win. Uh, you know, we had 
multiple games this season that we were down. We came back in the game and, and basically just it slipped out at the, in the last minute or, or we made some mistakes down the stretch and uh, and didn't get that satisfaction after the comeback. And, and to get that win at the end, uh, especially like that with the, with the buzzer beater, basically, uh, it definitely was a sweet one, I think, uh, and I think a game like that can actually translate into the next ones and uh, and kind of give us that extra boost. You uh, will look back kind of at this week as like that game, but you spent a lot of time with the Latvian uh, population here. They came to the game Friday, obviously, for UAP, Chris Stops, and you went to visit the ambassador at his house Thursday night, the ambassador to the U.S. from Latvia. What was that experience like? Was it something you had gone like experience in the U.S. before? Uh, no, that was that was the first, uh, except for uh, the game in Dallas that we had uh, the first regular season game. There's a lot of Latvians uh, there, but like this was uh, yeah the, the night before the game we went uh, to Ambassador's house. There's there's consuls from all over the states, uh, uh, politicians, parliament people, and they were there and uh, and you know seeing how much they actually care about sports and how much they follow is and how proud they are of what we're we're doing and uh it was actually it was really great to kind of meet those people and uh and get in touch with them get the contacts and uh, there's be some things like i found out that there's actually some uh like a latvian school that they get together on saturday sundays for little kids uh not far from dc and uh you know, we're gonna have a chance to go out there and meet the kids, and uh, that's you know that that that's a thing that wouldn't have happened if we didn't go there. I know you've said how much your family loves being in D.C. Trade deadline pass, you stay put. What are your feelings now, just knowing like, all right, I have this for the rest of the season. I want to be here. They want me. Do you just feel like, all right, we're in a comfortable situation. Business will take place, of course, but you feel like you're in a good spot. Uh, definitely a great spot because uh, you know you never know. Sometimes you can go to a team; they can tell you they don't want you. It's a new place, new teammates. Uh, like there's got to be a lot of pieces just to fall in the right place uh, for you to succeed individually. I think you know the team could be doing good, but uh, that could put you in the back seat sometimes. Uh, and in in this case, you know I've, the coaching staff trusts me. The the teammates trust me the front office apparently trust me that's been <laughs> and, clear <laughs> uh, yeah and uh and that just you know it gives me extra motivation you know one thing is uh i think it's a lot harder to play when you have to prove yourself every single night and uh it just kind of opens up your game when when you know that everybody trusts you around you and and you know you can play your game and and help the team that way Saw a couple new additions this week. Shabazz Napier made his debut Friday night against Dallas. Jerome Robinson scheduled to make his debut Sunday night against Memphis. What'd you see? Well, I guess start with Shabazz because you know he's seen some action so far. What'd you think uh, Friday I, night? I think that game it was impressive for a guy just get off the plane, do his physicals, and and come to the arena two hours before the game and and play the way he did. Basically, with guys that okay, he he knows the players, but you know it's uh, it takes time to build chemistry, but. You know, it it seemed like he's been with us for a while. You know, except for like not knowing some of the plays and uh, being hesitant on the on the play calls a little bit, but that will come with time. 
but I was I was really impressed that I, I don't think I'll be able to do that <laughs> come in a, in a new team with new teammates and, and play the way he did do you have any advice for him is it easy for you just hey find me I don't even have to be open <laughs> well you know that's that's I think uh, if uh, he's watched some games then I think guys know that you know in case if everything goes bad on offense I can just get a shot off and maybe it goes in most of the time <laughs> Well, Davis, we appreciate you joining us, uh, taking some time out of your day. We're looking forward to Chicago, the next three games for you guys as well. All right, Wizards fans, that will do it for us today. But first, uh, a couple notes. The Go-Go went 2-0 last week, including a 27-point win over the Erie Bayhawks. That was their biggest win of the season. Looks uh, like the Capital City Wizards out there. <laughs> that is true. A lot, a lot of Wizards players seeing some action now that uh, the main – the main rotation is getting healthy um, between two ways and assignment players. Gary Payton the second, uh, Anzesh Pasekniks was down with the go-go. Garrison Matthews, Admiral Schofield, and Jonathan Williams uh, all saw some playing time this past week and for the most part played pretty well. Uh, as we mentioned, the Wizards will close up the first half of the season this week, Tuesday at 7 at home against the Bulls and Wednesday at 7.30 on the road against the Knicks. All-Star Weekend coming up this weekend. Friday night, Rui Hachimura and Moritz Wagner will be participating in the Rising Stars Challenge. And as you just heard, Davis Bertans participating in the Mountain Dew three-point shootout Saturday night. All right, Wizards fans, we'll check back in later this week. Mm -hmm.